Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Gallant View of Angels podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them today on 01453. 887179 or hello at com. You can also find them online at hhhmortgages.com or on their Facebook page. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name is Carl McDuff and I'm delighted to be joined today by, first of all, Scott Hodge. Scott, I'm not the biggest fan of a Sunday game, but we had Rangers yesterday afternoon and the Masters at night. Pretty good day all in it. All in winter. Oh, tremendous. Aye, aye. Good one for the calendar, the Masters, and obviously Rangers getting the victory made it even sweeter. I know, aye. I've had worse Sundays and making it a threesome this week, Graham Curry. Graham, another week passes and we're still champions. Another week where we go undefeated in the league. You still enjoying yourself? Aye, delighted. Absolutely delighted. It's just back to our rightful position, aren't we? So it's just good to be there. Yep. I was mean, are you delighted to be announced as joining the threesome? But, <laughs> um, okay, well, <laughs> we'll put that down to a maybe. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Rangers 2-1 victory over Hibs. So, Rangers lined up yesterday. McGregor, Patterson, Golson, Helander, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Aribo, Kent, Morelos and Roof. So, Scott, I actually thought that Scott Wright would have been in for a, a shout we get a start. Um, obviously, also not Roof came in started, but other than that, is there any surprises for the lineup with you? No, not really, not really. Um, I think Balogun um, got injured the the gaffer was saying maybe the only change, but strong team. Um, obviously, like we're hoping Tavernier's not too far away um, as well. But in, in terms, it's probably the strongest 
the strongest team that we could have put in the, the pitch, I'd say. No. Even even with Avenir being out, Graham, I thought Patterson was behind Philip Hollander, probably in Man of the Match yesterday. I thought Patterson had a good game. What was your thoughts on him? Just racking them up, and he just um, continues to shine. Well, long may it continue, but I was one of the better players yesterday, definitely. Yeah. What, what I really liked uh, was... Um, I, I like that player, uh, Doig, is it? I always get confused with him because there's Doig and Doig, but Doig is a left-back guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I rate him as a, a player too, and it was, I think both of them were butchered game for it yesterday, Tati, like how much the other one. I think Patterson goes slightly the better of them, but no, that was quite good to see. Um, on, a, on a side note, um, do you think if Barisic goes in the summer, that's maybe somebody we could look at? Potentially. He's young and he's... Um, plenty of potential. I think he's been. I think there's a few Premier League clubs looking at him as well. That uh, that boy as well. So I think it would be a really good bit of business. Like seeing obviously Scottish players come through. Obviously they need to be good enough first of all. But with somebody like Gerard and charge you, it would be good to look at. And as you say, there's a Euros coming. Barisic playing for Croatia. If they get to the last stages, I'm sure there'll be interest in him. Gerard was quoting him. I don't really remember this too many off, uh, too many occasions when Gerard calls out an opposition player and praises him, but I thought it was really interesting that he actually I, I've no I didn't see an interview or read it somewhere, but Gerard was saying that Doig was going to be a great player for the future. So I don't know if that's a wee hint that, you know, he's on he's on the radar. But I forget him, mean, he, he would be a good player. He set a goal up against us the last time as well. He he was the one that put the cross in. Um, in the last game we played Tibbs and he had a good game again yesterday the only thing I would maybe be a bit wary about is if like, from what we've seen of Calvin Bassey we, we think he looks he's plenty of potential and you know obviously this Dodge um, if, if he was linked to an Angels but it's very young um, you know full backs in terms of that you know we've obviously got the experience of Barisic played at a really high level my only concern is he probably would need to add somebody in that's you know, got the experience factor as well because, as I say, two two defenders in their early twenties. You know what I mean? It would be potentially a weakness. No, potentially. But suppose you you caveat with who's the centre half of that alongside um, it, Leon Balogun. Obviously, extending his contact, he's here. You'd like to think we won't lose Hillander and Golton. Even if one goes, you'd like to think the other one will stay. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And then Katic coming through, he'll be back for the start of next season, fingers crossed. So, yeah, I would say he's an experienced player as well. So, there's plenty of experience in the defence, but I, I get what you're saying, Scott. It's um, If you were to have two 19 or 20 year olds at your fullback, you might be exposed. But how do you get experience? You know, if you're going to become a club that. Um, Foster talent and sell on talent. If you know, if we, if we talk about the Ajax model, these guys are playing eight, 17, 18, 19 year olds at fullback and consistently for seasons. So that might just be the model we need to go to. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, definitely exciting. The uh, times are even if you if you are interested in in the national team level, you've got two 19 year olds coming and either side of fullback. So. Um, but on to the game itself, I thought Rangers looked, looked bright in the first 10, 20 minutes. Scott um, really dominated the ball. Davis and Aribo in the middle of the park early on, I thought they, they looked up for it yesterday. Definitely, I, I, um, what more can we say about Steve Davis? But, 
you know, he's just utter class and just controls the game so well. Um, Aribo, yeah, really good as well. Um, and obviously got got the goal, which was a, a really nice finish as well. But yeah, I, I thought um, our midfield looked, looked really up for it yesterday. Graham, uh-huh. I think uh, Davis kind of creating that first chance with the offside goal. It's not something you really see too much of Davis, that kind of skipping in uh, into the gaps, driving forward, but he's, uh, that was a really well-worked move for him. I don't think he had a choice. I think he just got crowded up. He ended up, I think they realised the, the damage that Davis was doing, so they put three guys around about him, and he didn't have any other out. The one thing you say about Davis is he never loses the ball. Very rarely does Davis lose the ball, so all he had to do was just find the two yards of space, and that just happened to be driving forward. <laughs> but to pick out the pass thereafter, um, so accurate when it is so crowded, and to be able to find that way to pass right into, the, into Morelos' path was, uh, yeah, really good. Really good piece of work. And what we've come to expect from him. Yeah. i tell you what, thank Christ that Morelos' shot was going wide. Um, could you imagine... If it was going in and Ruth got offside, Morelos would he'd be up in court today for us all. He would, wouldn't he? <laughs> Fucking madman. Um, but I so we spoke about Joe Rebo there as well. Um, his very well worked goal, Scott. Um, I think that just kind of sums up everything. Like Joe Rebo at his best, he's he's good, good feet work. Uh, very quick getting the ball away from his feet in tight spaces, puts out wide, and then when he Maybe a bit lucky to be in the right place for the rebound, but a cool finish, yeah. Aye, I thought it was a cracking finish. Um, aye, his, his technique's brilliant, isn't it? Probably one of the one of the most technical, best technically player we've got in terms of skill and um, you know accuracy. Like it was, it was, it was an awkward height I thought for him, but he just took it so well. And like I've got such high hopes for Jory Ball. I always say to you, I think he'll be playing in like a, he'll shoot like an Italian team or something. And the sky is a limit for him. He's young, and um, I, I think he'll be next one to get a big move. He'll be, be doing well. I keep a hold of him. No, definitely he is at his best. He is just a very continental player. Yeah. I know what you mean by that. His eyes in the ball. See the way he just kept his eyes in the ball. The full. Because it, it was dropping, it was it came for a height, but he just kept his eye on it. Scott now uses the right word, it's technique. That is where that truck that comes from. To be able to volley that and keep it down and put it in a, a cross goal, that is all technique and yeah, a fantastic finish. And Graham, I think he's there. I think him and Davis have really complimented each other when they've played this year. I don't think we've many people spoke about that. I think in kind of midfield partnerships, a lot of credit goes to Davis and Kamara um, in terms of the work rate and showing up defence. But I think Aribo, he, he can he can tell when Davis isn't there. He doesn't. Well, well, he's allowed to drift further into the right, further forward as well. But I think that's a, a really good uh, duo we have, and especially games like this when Hibs are, are going to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh... It's having that trust, you get you get relationships like that that build up. I remember Keen and Scholes had that relationship where if Scholes was going forward, Keen would sit. And I think that's what Aribo's goal is, get that confidence and that trust that even if he does go that extra wee 10 yards forward, he knows he's got a great backup ready to pre- patrol behind him and, and back him up. But Aribo does work hard as well, you know, so if he does, he, 
he's one of the guys that will run back and try to get back into position. So, um, but no, I know, I know what you're saying there. Yeah, he does get that, that that confidence from playing alongside Davis. I think just seeing the work rate thing, I don't think you get in this Rangers team if you're not willing to work, to be fair. Like you get shown up automatically yeah. and the minute you drop off, you'll be you'll be out the door. So mm. I but I think Joe Aribo starts that press, you know what I mean? Like he'll he'll set the tone for the rest of the team. Mm. I can't I wouldn't really see like Kamara like, sort of you know, trying to, you know, like maybe add it in terms of like influence, but I think that he really starts the press and it sets the tone of the full team. Yeah, uh, and it's it sets up that that type of game plan when we do have that. Um, because I think we always knew Hibs weren't going to put the 10 men behind the ball. Uh, so we, we did have to press a bit, or we were allowed to press a bit more. You get that way, Aribo, maybe that you wouldn't get away, as you say, Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <sighs> Before we get to the, the second half, I thought it, Stephen Gerrard did mention that in his post-match interview, Graham, that we kind of, we finished both halves a bit flat. Um, I think, I, for, for a Hibs point of view, I thought they did come in there quite a bit as well. I think when they gave them a wee bit of credit, they started to gaze a game, which and they're not really playing for it either. Um, so I thought, I, I don't know if Rangers were maybe expecting a, a nothing game, but Hibs definitely grew into the game. I wouldn't say Hibs are not playing for anything. They they're looking for third. They're looking to secure third. Um, Aberdeen are points ahead of Aberdeen. Is that they still need to secure it though? Aye, yeah. aye. aye. So they they still need to secure that third. So they're definitely not playing for nothing. Um, but aye, they had players up front who were trying to and and did they were trying to um, separate our back four and they did a good job of it at times. They, they made some holes in their defence. Um, so I, I think we had to deal with them. They're only just uh, only just there to camp in, as you say. The uh, Nisbet's got a lot of pace. He was getting forward. He was. It took Holander away, and I don't know what happened to Goldson. But Goldson was way to the right hand side for some reason. Parson had to come in and cover him, but Holander looked as if he was isolated, and had to go one on one with Nisbet. And eventually, Nisbet had it wide at a post, but. There was a few occasions like that where Hibs were coming out to play. They weren't they, um, they weren't just going to sit in it and, and rest on it. I, I rate Nisbet. So I think I've, I've said to both of you before, I, I do like Nisbet as a player. Um, I, I don't think... I, I think the money Hibs would want for him, like three, four million. I don't think Rangers should be spending that amount of money on him, but I think he'd be like a good third striker to have. But I, I can't see he is getting him, but that's just another by the by. Um, so I think Rangers were linked to him um, when they was Dunfermline they came from, yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were scouting him, but and obviously like, you could have picked him up in a cheaper fee, maybe loan him out and things like that. So I'm surprised he didn't didn't go for that when he was before the I don't think Hibs will I don't Hibs will let him go. The chairman was on it the weekend talking on the radio saying that they're not letting him go for for peanuts and I think it sounds as if he was meaning it. I know more all teams will say that we're not letting more players go, but they already have held it. They already held it in January and they already held it in the summer. They didn't like even though Nisbet wanted away, um, they didn't they didn't crumble. So I think they are looking for the big bucks. And if they're looking for really big bucks, if it becomes a bidding war, I'm pretty sure the championship would probably be able to outbid us. It, it, maybe not outbid us in the terms that they would take more of a risk. If it is going to be four million, would you want to spend four million on them? Probably not. Whereas a championship team would easily just, you know, find that down the back of the couch and pay that. Whereas we would be a bit more sensible with it. 
Aye, I think I don't think Rangers will be like in the near future they'll not be drawn into a bid and waffer MD. The, the Rangers model is there's those five, six players on a short list for, for every position. So I if if the money wasn't right, they'd just move move on to the next target. But what you were mentioning there, Graham, about the uh, the defence or Hilander being kind of isolated a couple of times I thought. Um maybe I don't think Patterson done too much wrong. Obviously, uh, when he like he's he's very forward thinking, not quite to have in there. But I thought Barisic, I thought he was had an off game shot yesterday, and I think the centre halves were kind of going back and forth to help cover him. Was that just a bad day at the office? We we I think so. I, I it wasn't his best game, um, but yeah, if you have one bad game out, if I can't remember saying that often this season about. A lot of our players, never mind Barisic, she's been been excellent. So, um, an off day, I, I think um, it was a boy who was up against no. really sort of. Um, uh, he didn't really, as I say, like it was it was a tough day for him. I, I, I think a boy was a decent player. I think um, you need to be in your game. You're playing him. He's quick. Um, I think Hibs were. They weren't the targeting Barisic, I don't think, but they were definitely set up to any time the ball breaks, get to get the ball to boil. Yes, yeah. definitely. And you th- you'd think it's quite surprising that they didn't target Patterson more, like who's the you know sort of inexperienced, like. But whatever they were doing, it seemed to work because uh, it wasn't his best best game in the Rangers shot. No, it was not. And then we'll come to the goal in a wee bit. But um, I'm going to have to <laughs> rely on you too heavily for the second half. I'm, I'm still having problems with my, my Rangers TV login, so I tried to get a dodgy link. And it really went kaput in the second half. Like on and off. Every time the, the stream was on, there wasn't any sound either. Have you ever watched a, a football game with no sound at all? Like it's it's the longest thing ever. It's the only way I can. I felt like um, I felt like a dog who'd been left in, and the owners forgot to turn the radio on. It was it was horrible. I was just um, and I, I any time I, I was like getting tuned into concentrating it, like cut off again. So I agree. How was the second half? <laughs> yeah, much like the first half. To be fair, um, good thirty minutes. I would have thought. And then tailed off in the last 15. So, yeah, pretty much the same. Pretty much the same as the first half. We were the ones dominating the possession again. Davis was all over it. Um, a few attempts from us. Uh, yeah, I think it really was much much the same. Um, until we got to the goal. Um, Kent's goal was just fantastic. A really fantastic goal. Um, that came again from... Breaking up playing the defence, getting it into Davis, and Davis spreading a pass wide. Kent had held his position really wide, right on the touchline, and then was looking to drive inside. So he's on the right hand side, looking to drive in on his left, and looking to get a shot away. Now, the Hibs defence stood off. The first guy sort of was outdone by a step over, but he was outdone quite easily, I thought. It was really really poor defending for him. So he gets skips by him and he gives into the next guy um, and the Hibs defender again just sort of stands off. There's so much of a distance between the defence and Kent and I don't know why that is. Maybe they're scared he's going to dart inside them or I, I guess that's just what you have when you get a cracking player like that. Maybe that is just the defence start to hold off. But in saying that, the finish... I mean, not not to take anything away for the finish. The finish was incredible. 
just the amount of pace they put on it, the amount of um, accuracy to be able to get that right in the corner. It was really fantastic for a minute of the distance out. It was well outside the D, so you're talking 20, 22 yards out before he actually pings it into the corner. Fantastic goal. It really was, and it's what, obviously, <laughs> I, I missed it, and, um, <laughs> as you might have guessed. Um, so watching the back of the day, um, what what I think with this goal, see when he gets into that position, I feel like this time last year, he probably wouldn't have taken the shot on. Um, he would have tried to play it wider. It, most of the players in that position will look to get out wide the ball in. But I was thinking this has been, for me, maybe the biggest difference this year. Scott will come to you for this. Kind of similar to when Davis uh, made that chance in the first half. Like this time last year, he would have turned back and looked for the easy ball. But no, he, he reacted and he, he fought on his feet. Kent done the same there. I think Rangers, the last two or three years, we have been a very well-drilled team. Good work rate and stuff, but it's been individual brilliance this year that's that's made a difference. Oh, I, I definitely. It's. Um, I think. I think you you need to give credit to like these players of like you, you look at Davis. You know, he's been back for two two, se- two seasons now. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a, and a half. Ryan Kent's obviously been here since Gerard came through as well. So the, the, they're like. You know, they'll, they'll know each other inside out now, and we're really seeing the like we've seen it like Gerard's first two seasons. There was potential, you know, like we would be uh, you know taking beating Celtic for example. However long we would you know not done that, and uh, you know we could see that that we, you know there was improvements made, but we're really seeing obviously this season. I know it's easy to say when win the league by by March, but you know we're really seeing the effects of that, and people are trusting each other. And Gerard said it himself. Um, you know, he'll never criticise a player for taking a shot out of the box. So obviously he's scored how many world class ones, so he should be encouraging that. And I think I Ryan Kent and Hadji that they're, they're always willing to take an effort and take a risk because you never know what will happen. Um, as I say, like he's a he's a good keeper that Marciano as well, yes. like, uh, and it's just a great finish and. Left foot as well, man. It's I, I really don't, he's the most two footed player I've ever seen. Like no difference from probably had it better with his left now with his right there. It was a, a wonderful goal. Graham, you'll probably agree with this. The left foot, like left footed shots like that, they look more technical than it would have been if it was the right foot. Yeah, they just look look better. Then for some whatever reason it is, they just always have done crosses, free kicks, shots with a left foot. They just always look. Better for some reason. It's just an odd thing about football that you you, you come across. But um, I quite odd. I don't know if I agree with you, Scott, about their goalkeeper being a great goalkeeper. I know he gets a big write up, but I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see where the the fuss is coming from. I could our goal was you know um, he parried one a very odd parry that he done. I thought he could have just either put that behind or caught it, but. Uh, yeah, totally agree with everything you said. Apart from that, I just I'm not, I'm not rating that goalkeeper. For, but I do know that he does get a good write up, so maybe I'm in the. Yeah. Is it a contract in the summer as well? He's no, it's not renewing. So. Uh, yeah. I'm actually sick of seeing him because Scotland have played Israel about 18 <laughs> times in the last 12 months. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the reason why we think he's good. Maybe it's just uh, familiar. Um, <laughs> you can see if Scots again shots against Christie. And McGregor, <laughs> 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 uh, so 
Moving on, uh, Hibs had another goal chopped off. Um, that fucking idiot, Porteous. Um, he it was a foul um, on Golson, I think, Graham. And what's your thoughts on this? Uh, was that a foul? Was it? It was a foul on Hollander. Hollander was it? Yeah, I thought it was a push. Yeah, I know there was a bit of controversy about it, and uh, I think uh, Jack Ross, Ross Jack, Jack Ross, Jack Ross, Jack Ross. <laughs> I was getting mixed up I think Jack Ross was complaining about it but I don't see what he had to complain about to be honest I thought there was a, a definite push on Hollander you um, oh, bit of concern though that he's able to be pushed he was he was sent you know he was sent tumbling but just a wee tiny push um, so you bit of concern there but maybe playing it up to get the foul I don't know, maybe he just realised that he wasn't going to get to it. He had been pushed, so he had to get in just to, to sell the decision. But, um, yeah, I don't get where the controversy was coming from. I get that I'm biased, you know, but, you know, taking the blue tinted specs off, I still thought there was a push in Hollander and it was right to be called uh, chopped off. No, no, I thought it was a fair decision as well. Um, and... If MD was going to get a goal disallowed, it's, I'm glad it was that prick. I've, I've really no time for him. And I've said this before, my, my big thing about Ryan Potter is I think he has a lot in his locker to become a really good player, but he's just so hell-bent in being a fucking Ned and uh, playing up to the galleries, and that's right to stop him, so get up. Um, for the Hibs goal, Scott, uh, as we mentioned, Bonner's a bit suspect there, and... I don't really know if there's too much like after Bonner giving the ball away. Um, I think Hibs really crowded that left back area. Do you think we maybe needed to get more support over to Barisic chair or impress more? Or think the centre half should have done a bit better with Nisbet's movement? There's always, always uh, when you look back, things that you could have done better. Um, and yeah, Barisic a bit suspect and maybe the centre halves as well. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know what, what it was. Like, it's, it's um, was was Joe or was uh, playing like on the left of the midfield three, or was it Kamara? I think it was Kamara. Was it Kamara? And he's usually, you know, good at help, you know, covering things like that. Um, so, just I know, as as I said, I've nothing to be concerned about. He's had he's had a great season, uh, Barisic, and I would never criticize, you know, like criticize him for having one off day. So, um. They'll learn and yeah. yeah, as long as it doesn't happen next week in my happy days, man. <laughs> plenty of time. There's plenty of time to deal with that though. I know Barisic maybe gave the um, the throw in away. He managed to rescue a throw in and then he went off the pitch and he sort of it looked as if he maybe strained something, so he was a bit slow and getting to his feet. But we still had time to stop that cross skin in. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And I think Goldson should have been closer. Hadji could have been a bit closer to actually stop the cross going in. He's done a sort of half-hearted um, leg out to try and stop the cross. But, so I don't think we can all put it on Barisic, although he did sort of give the throw in a way, um, but I lost the control there. But I I think you've got to question Goldson there. I really do. I think now it's a great run. The amount of, you know, great cross and a great run because the way that the strikers ran towards the front post, he's got a head start on Goldson. But I think Goldson could have read that a bit better and been a bit closer. He might not have won the header, but he might have been close enough just to put a wee bit of doubt in the striker's mind or maybe get a wee deflection on it or something. As soon as the ball goes in the net, Goldson's screaming and shouting at somebody. I'm, I'm guessing it's Hadji for not stopping the cross, but um, I thought he could have done a bit better himself before he starts shouting and balling. But I know that's his job to corral the defence. Aye, and as we've all been there when we fucked up on the pitch and you're like, oh Christ, I just need to shout at somebody to take the, <laughs> take the pressure off of me. Um, you more uh, sweets, Colin? Aye, aye, aye. It used to be me on the post, you know, <laughs> defending. <laughs> boss still goes in above my head and I'll shout at him to shout at the keeper. Um, so, 2 1, uh, Rangers definitely the better. For, for the 45 minutes I've seen, Rangers the better team all in all. Um, I had no complaints with that. And it's back to 20 points. Um, the, for maybe a day or so, the 10 was back on after they've had one decent game. But no, I still, <laughs> still 20 points in. Um, so, Rangers' next game is, is against Celtic in the Scottish Cup. It was announced today that. It'll actually be played at three o'clock on the Sunday uh, due to the funeral for Prince Philip on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm glad that news came before we had done the podcast. But it was very, very typical that we that we release something, then something happens, and then we just look like idiots. We'll tend to speculate about what we think it'll be, then the news will come out, and it's fucking nowhere <laughs> near. Um, Graham, the... As I mentioned there, there's a lot of chat that this is a revived Celtic team after one decent result. Um, I, I hate feeling like this, um, but because I always think I, I might, I might be setting myself up for a fall. But I'm, I'm confident for Sunday. I'm, I'm confident Rangers are the favourites. Yeah, nothing to fear. Absolutely nothing to fear. We play our game, we win. No problem at all. Nothing to worry about. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Haven't they done? Haven't they said that for a while? 
well, I've not said that in the last few years. I have been saying it this season that I'm looking forward to it. But um, yeah, looking forward to the game. Nothing to say that they're going to challenge us. I don't see what big performances they're getting. You know, I know they scored a few against Livy, but they've been pushed for the last two or three months now since the cup final, basically. They've been rotten. Um, yeah, nothing to fear for them at all. Again, I think the back five will pick itself for Sunday. Um, now that the... Um, you know, the big conspiracy that we've paid off SFA to push back the the hearing for Patterson, so we'll be in there and we've given them a funny handshake, but that's just part and parcel of being, being a Rangers fan, isn't it? You can get away with murder. Um, so back five picks itself. Graham, I think Kamara and Davis will be will definitely be starting. Um, the question is who goes in alongside them in midfield? Do you think you'll be Haribo or maybe Arfield coming back in? I would go Haribo. Yeah, I don't think Arfield's been quite at it, so maybe still trying to get himself back to fitness. I would play very well in the midfield. I think that would be a um, a winning formula to combat their midfield. I think they would be all over them and easily dominate the midfield, which is where the game should be uh, played and won. Win that battle, get the possession, and then we'll be we'll be streets ahead of them. I think. So yeah, very well for me. Any arguments with that, Scott, in that midfield three? No, no, I think it's what I would expect to see as well. Um, obviously, I'd like to have Jack available. Um, I think that's his type of game. Um, if we had an R-field firing in all cylinders, I think he would be in there, maybe, and maybe push Sharibo up a wee, bit, a wee bit up the pitch. But um, I it's, Bit of a worry for Arfield. I think you mentioned it as well. Where he seems to need to maybe get eight, nine games under his belt, and then he really starts no. to show some form. He doesn't just hit the hit the ground running. So, still a great option to have off the bench. But I think it will be that midfield three. That's I seen somebody tweet today about Ryan Jack. Actually, um, it's worrying that the amount of games he's missed over the last two or three years for different injuries. So, also you, you want Ryan Jack as an option. He's a he's a cracking player. Um, and he, Ah, he's, he's so much more rounded, a much more rounded player than when we got him, and he had so much both defensively and defend, offensively. Easy for me to say. But is it a worry that we've potentially got to have Jack, who will be on and off with injury next year? Our field does take eight, nine games to get going. You know, is it somewhere we need to seriously consider strengthening next year? Well, the assume Zungu's going away um, next year. We'll get. Davis will be 36, will he be, next year? So as a, as somewhere we need to look, Jack misses a lot of football. It's, I mean, it's good. We can, if we get 25, 30 games in a season out of him, you know, that'd probably be really good for him, uh, to, to be completely honest. So we just, do we just need to appreciate it when he's in the team? Just like, do we need to manage him better? I, don't, I think we have tried all that. And it's, I, I do think, I, I would like to see his... Not Lewis Ferguson, not him, <laughs> but I would like to see... Um, Ross McCrory, please save Ross McCrory. <laughs> it's, it's been a good five, six months since I've spoken about him. I miss him every day. Well, um, I, we, we need a midfielder that's going to cu- come in and fit our system effectively, and I, I can't see Lewis Ferguson fitting in there. So, no, um, I, I would, I would, I think we do need to look at that, especially if Soon goes away and, you know, all these injury problems. Is it not a time to start bringing in the youth then? You know, we've got these guys that are out on loan. Kai Kennedy, 
there's no time that he starts to get blooded in. If you're saying Jack's going to be 25 30, do we give the other 20 games a season to Kai Kennedy? Is, it, is that not what the squad's for? You know, these are, these are the guys that should be starting to come through. Otherwise, what's the point in having them other than sticking them out and loan? The whole point of them being out there, Stephen Kelly's another one, get these guys some playing time now. They've had their loans, they've had their couple of seasons out and loan, different clubs. Time to start bleeding these guys in. If, pa- if it's good enough for Patterson, who's made that, making an impression, these guys probably are ready to, ready to step up. And they've got enough midfielders, experienced midfielders running about them, that we can bring them in and start to blood them. I totally agree. I think with the likes of Arfield Davis and Jack, well, Jack's a bit different. He's not aging like Davis and Arfield, but I think we've got enough of them alongside Kamara and Arrebo, like assuming that maybe one will go um, realistically, but I don't think both will go out of Kamara and Arrebo. So I think that's a good enough nucleus to bring in like a Stephen Kelly. Maybe we've got this boy, um, the Man Mountain, coming up for Bournemouth. That's another one coming in, but absolutely, like the likes of Stephen Kelly or, or somebody, I... I, I I think Stephen Kelly's been a cracking uh, player in the, the last couple of years. Uh, probably more so at United, but he's he's a bit, got a bit of the hadji about him. He, he, he demands the ball all the time. Um, he's very, uh, even though he's very slight in, in frame, he's he, he's a game fucker. He, he really is. He's, he, he doesn't get put off easily. Um, but I'd like to see him and then about the squad. Graham, you mentioned about the, the loans there, um, and I'm kind of going off in tangents here, but just while it's all in my head, there's been a, a lot of chat the last couple of weeks about what happens with Patterson now um, that Tavernier's extended his contract. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty obvious that we we just keep him as the number two right back. But a lot of people are wanting to go in loan. I don't really understand that. No, I don't understand that. I can see the I can see the argument for it, but I wouldn't agree with it. Yeah, he's, he's developed fine. He's going to. I would say yeah, keep him there as. Back up number two. The the problem you do have is that if Tav plays, if Tav's fit, he plays and he plays ninety minutes, so he's not going to get any minutes. But he would be learning quite a bit <clears throat> um, and training every day for Tav. That's how he's been. That's how he's been able to come in and hit the ground running, is because he has been playing alongside him in training, or he's been maybe if they're doing eleven, they're eleven, they're doing opposites, you know. So. Um, I can see the argument, but no, I would keep him at Rangers and, and let him develop there as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that as well. I think he's at the age where he's, he doesn't desperately need minutes, if that makes sense. It's maybe if he's 22, 23, it's the stage where he really has to be playing regular football, but he's only 19, so no, I think keep him in and then we've got the best two right-backs in the country. It's, it's a decent problem we have. Uh, back to the Celtic game. Um, sorry, my mind gone wonders there. Uh, Scott, similar to the, the midfield three, two out of the three forward options are, are picked. Kenny Morelos will start on Sunday, barring like, injury or like Morelos called mental or whatever. Um, who who starts alongside him on the right-hand side? I think it's got to be Ruth. I think... Um... I think um, it's you know you just need I, 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 it's a bit like um, a bit like Jack like you need, you need almost put him in bubble wrap sometimes because he is quite injury prone you know but I think when 
uh, when he's when he's playing with a much stronger outfit. Um, so I think it has to be Ruth for, for me. I think um, he's obviously not scored against Celtic, so it'd be nice to put an end to, to that. And I so I would go for him. Is there any arguments at all for Haji, Graham? Or is it Ruth? No, I, I would go with Hadji myself. I don't think I'd be playing Ruth. I would put in Hadji for his um, toss-up on it. That's why we're blessed. We can have um, we can have Morelos and Kent. I totally agree that they're the they're the stick-ons. And then you've got a choice between three. You've got Ruth, you've got Hadji, and you've got Lizzie Arnott, who's banging them in for the the women's teams. <laughs> I'm promote her. Um, no, for me it's Hadji. I would be, I would be playing playing Hadji at the weekend. He's the one that can maybe open them up a wee bit. Once we've started to, um, I'm picturing it in my mind. I'm starting to see Rangers dominating midfield, gaining the possession, and then it's going to be how do we get it forward to these front three? I don't. I think Roof is more of a sort of physicality I think maybe that's what you would want up against them and if that's what you're like that's your game plan then you'd want Roof but if you're trying to pick holes in the defence I would rather have Kent Hadji trying to feed in Morelos through the through the middle I feel like in theory Hadji is the one that should start against Celtic with just what Graham was saying there about picking holes in the defence when we are dictating the play but well where I think Hadji struggled, Scott, is these games can be very kick and rush. They can be a hundred mile an hour. I think he really struggles to get going when it's that almost scattered approach in a game. I think that's the only thing that kind of lets him down. Oh, he's not quite go used to it yet. Hadji, Hadji, Hadji. Don't know. Um, well, the past field firms haven't been hundred mile an hour. That's for sure, man. It's been, <laughs> um, been quite you know slow by all standards. Uh, but I think I think Hadji is kind of. No, no way of missing. That's the wrong term to say. But he's he's not got involved as much as he could have. I don't know if that's just maybe the kind of I don't know the nature of the game or it's I, I don't know what it is. I, I see what you're trying to say. I, I think I think you're being harsh for to Hadji, to be honest. I think he gets stand up and counted a lot of time. I mean, you, you just look back to Braga, you know, like in, yeah. in that game, he took it upon himself and you know, got two goals and it was excellent. So I think his personality. Like, if that's what you're referring to, like maybe going missing during games or things like that. No, I don't think it's going missing. I just, I, no for one at a time, I just feel like the last couple of old firms, he's, he, he's no going the, the output that he, like he wants. I, I, I don't think it's for one at a time, and I don't think he's trying away, but I don't know. I just don't think he's he's played his own game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been put off. Well, we'll see. Um, I thought, it, well, the, the game at Highbrook, he, he came on at half time, didn't he, for Ruth and he, he changed it. I thought we we played absolutely brilliant that day. Um, I'm so shit then. What about right? Any any chance of right getting a start too soon? Is it's a bit of an a bit of an enigma because every it seems like the longer we keep on asking when will we get a start in the league, the longer it goes without one. I don't know if we're jinxing them, but I I wanted to see him in yesterday. I, I really thought he. That was a right game for him yesterday. Um, I'd love to see him against Celtic, but I don't think I don't think Gerrard gives him his first start in the league against Celtic. Uh, sorry, his first start against a top flight side against Celtic. Yeah, I would like to see it myself, but it probably is a bit early. I just, 
I think the reason he didn't play yesterday is that we are playing our best team. We're just trying to, we must win every single game and that's the approach that we're taking. I just know that he likes, it, well he has done in the past, likes to throw in a few um, odd decisions or odd um, starting positions. It was just a thought. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be starting myself, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him just getting thrown in there because it's a guy that would have absolutely no fear and would just run at them constantly. Would be all over it. Um, but I know it's a risk. I know it's a risk when you've never played in a game like that. Do you? You know your your psyche might be a wee bit off and you might be too fired up for it. Whereas all, all these other players have already played in the game and know the know the format of the game. I think uh, having right running uh, that wee lassie left back might be, uh, I don't know, because he, he didn't play well the last game. I don't think you can say that, but he was allowed a bit more freedom to kind of get forward. And I, 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 don't, I don't think he'll play. I think they're going to go with uh, uh, the other boy. Is it Taylor? Yeah. Taylor's a little left back in it. Him, the boy that they go for Kamarnock. Aye, I think they'll play him. I think the wee Laxell guy will be bombed out. I think it'll be the Taylor that we'll need to be playing up against. Yeah. Well, fair does. The hairdresser have just opened back up, so he, he'd probably got an appointment and he doesn't want to shift it. But no, it's interesting to see who will start. Well, that will bring us to a close for this week. But before we let you go, as always, we'll finish up with Twitter part of the week. So mine's isn't he? I did see it on Twitter, but there was a snippet for the Daily Record, I'm sure, and it just made me laugh. Kennedy cites their recent one-each draw with Rangers and a one nil loss at Ibrox in January as reason to believe they have the better players. <laughs> I think I just really thumbs up with Connor <laughs> going on over there. I fucking love that. <laughs> Graham, what do you have for this? I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter the other day, but Alan, uh, Alan Thompson, he's the wee bit of a meltdown on Twitter. He's been getting way back to the... He's going way back, for, I don't know, 16 years when loving cans went down holding his face and he's just not letting it slide. He just will not let it slide. It's... Yeah. You wonder about these guys, they just must play on their minds. Sutton's the same. It must have just left an an imprint on them that they'll never be able to shift. But I, he went off in one and somebody had responded to him to say, Has Chris Sutton's wee lassie got your phone, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I seen that as well. And I seen another response. Um somebody posted a screen a screenshot of his interview. About that game, and he, and he said Martin O'Neill was right to call me a coward for getting sent off that game. Scott, what have you got for us? Mine's just a junior Majors drawings of Stephen Gerrard. This is the this is the man that stopped the ten. It was like the worst drawing ever. You're not going to criticise a, a kid's uh, drawing, are you? You need to learn. Need to learn. Oh. So. <laughs> I enjoyed enjoyed that uh, the images. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing they did for that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I think it's brilliant that they let them do that and just um, take care of the, the Twitter for that and let the Wednesday. That's a nice wee thing to do because you used to like, write into like, the Rangers news and you would see wee drones like that and gets the kids involved. I think that was quite cool. The fact that it was all in the world, you know, I guess uh, quite quite enjoyed seeing that. 
was. Uh, even if even if uh, Scott's not happy with the standard of drawing, at least, like, <laughs> maybe next year they can get Nathan better. Parsons was a cracker actually, but it was I'm sure. Like Nathan Parson do one and sent it. Probably he probably just uh, yeah. drew himself, but uh, he's probably just under the threshold. Um, <laughs> but uh, how how many how many like adults do you think of drew one and sent it in? I don't know the names. I know where I'm up to next week. Graham's quiet there. <laughs> well, on that note, all that's left to do is thank my two guests for joining me. First of all, Graham Curry. Cheers, boys. Championies. And Scott Hodge. Cheers, lads. Thanks very much for listening and take care.